0: This is Rain's Essential Geopolitics Podcast, your primary source for quick and reliable geopolitical risk intelligence. I'm Emily Donahue. Welcome aboard. The United States has eased some sanctions on Venezuela in hopes it might further negotiations between President Nicolas Maduro's government and the opposition. This, as both also agreed recently to a UN managed plan for the country's poor. Is it possible that long stalled negotiations could yet yield some results? Carmen Closi is here with Answers. She's RAIN's Latin America analyst. Carmen, it's great to have you back.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Emily.
0: Can you please provide some context for the negotiations between Venezuela's government and the opposition interim government? And please don't hesitate to go deep into the details.
1: Sure. So around this time last year, negotiations in Mexico City between the government and the opposition fell apart. Uh, This was in part due to the U.S. extraditing uh, Venezuelan citizen Alex Saab, but also it was part of a broader strategy from our point of view from the Maduro administration to really kind of evade. Uh, The negotiation process, you know, really as a a tactical measure to ensure that the Maduro administration would continue to have, you know, political control in the country. So fast forward um, just a couple months, and then you see the uh, Russia's invasion of Ukraine and what that did to oil markets and the knock-on effects from that. Um, And we saw the Biden administration really kind of pushing for you know, a variety of different countries to increase oil exports. One of the countries that, you know, was kind of floating around was, of course, Venezuela um, for its, you know, massive oil reserves. When we look at this, it's it's definitely a little bit more complicated um, for the Biden administration to free up uh, oil and gas exports from Venezuela, uh, primarily because there haven't been... um, you know, significant exports since 2019 uh, due to U.S. sanctions. So in order for the U.S. to really kind of be able to credibly relax its its sanctions, it would have to get some political concessions from the Maduro administration. Since Russia's invasion of Ukraine, we've really seen the Biden administration kind of hinting and prodding at the uh, Maduro administration in Venezuela, pushing the Maduro administration to reignite negotiations. Now we've seen this come in a variety of different incentives. Um, you know, a few of them I'll just list out are, you know, the potential to have a UN backed, you know, humanitarian aid fund for Venezuela, which would give, um, you know, around 3 billion of Venezuela's frozen friends abroad, a, a purpose and, and a use in Venezuela today. um, the second is that, you know, the U.S. has really kind of floated the idea of having um, Chevron, a U.S. Uh, oil and gas company, to, you know, restart some of its operations in Venezuela. So what we saw happen in late November um, was that the U.S. relaxed some sanctions on the Venezuelan oil and gas sector, specifically allowing U.S. oil and gas company Chevron a limited operating license in Venezuela to begin to export some of Venezuela's oil. Again, this is a very small quantity of oil. Um, But what that means is that simultaneously the Maduro administration also agreed to um, restart Mexico City negotiations, which is really um, you know, a mechanism for the opposition to pressure the Maduro administration into giving some political concessions ahead of 2024 uh, Venezuelan elections.
0: Given everything that you've just laid out, is there a remote scenario that would see negotiations actually bring any results?
1: So the short answer is no. The reason for that is that the Maduro administration is in a relatively strong position right now. The opposition coalition is um, seeing a lot of infighting. There's a lot of discussion as to who will lead up the opposition in 2023. So the opposition is very weak. Um, The U.S. is in many ways catering to the Maduro administration trying to um, increase the amount of you know oil exports that the u s um, does receive from other countries around the world, including from Venezuela, so those are two elements and the and the final one is that the domestic situation in Venezuela is not as bad as you know we 've seen during previous negotiation attempts um, there's no widespread uprisings there's no um you know, significant threat to the Maduro administration uh, currently. And a lot of that is because of things like the dollarization of the Venezuelan economy. But overall, there's just not that many triggers for um, you know, domestic uprising that could really seriously threaten the Maduro administration. And because of that, the maduro administration is very likely to give some political concessions during these negotiations what these smaller political concessions could look like are things like reinstating opposition party cards right now only Um, the, the socialist faction is able to have a party card or releasing some political prisoners. But again, these are going to be very small concessions in order to say, hey, we're continuing with these negotiations. What the Maduro administration is not likely to do is they are not likely to give any significant political concessions that would you know, in any way, potentially lead to them losing power during twenty twenty four general elections, and because of that, we're not likely to see these negotiations really continue. Um, you know, to a, to a point where that we could see some substantial change in Venezuela over the over the course of the next, say, eighteen months.
0: So, if that's the case, and the United States, in particular, doesn't get what it wants, well, what does that bode for the oil and gas sector in Venezuela?
1: So there's a few different aspects here. The first is that um when negotiations eventually do fall apart, the US will almost certainly have to for political reasons revoke Chevron's um, you know, limited oil and gas uh license and kind of reinstate um, you know, you know a, a solid sanctions regime that's one element. The second is that we're just not likely to see um Venezuela's oil and gas uh sector really come online in any sort of significant way in in you know the mid to long term, especially considering that if Maduro is con- is likely to win the 2024 general elections for whether or not that's legitimate, um that's something that we'll almost certainly see the um, Biden administration and, and subsequent administrations um, really continue a kind of hard line stance on Venezuela's oil and gas sector. Thank you, Carmen. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Carmen Colosi is a Latin America analyst with Rain. You can read her analysis of Venezuela's complex challenges in worldview. That's RAIN's geopolitical intelligence solution. With interactive graphics, RAIN's exclusive global risk monitor, key forecast questions, and global threat monitoring, security professionals rely on RAIN Worldview. Sign up for a free trial today at rainnetwork.com. I'm Emily Donahue. Thanks for listening.